Here is Kristen Clark Unmasked, and we are going to be talking about death. And I guess I should just say I'm going to be talking about death because I've got nobody here today with me but me. And what I'm looking at is um, the releasing of my 16-year-old, almost 17-year-old dog. She, her and I have been through fantastic endeavors. We have been on more adventures than I've ever been with any dog I've ever had. And, you know, I, um, I've been easing myself into this by listening, of course, to my favorite speaker, which is Abraham Hicks, the aspect of me that is always in the vortex, the aspect of me that is my clear guidance from my best self, my inner being, source, all that is, God, soul, whatever you want to call it. There is that part of us that is... And when I say in the vortex, um, for Abers, they know what that means. But for those of you that are not Abers, being in the vortex is, again, being your best self. The version of you that is not afraid, that is not scared, that doesn't play with guilt or worry or fear, that doesn't play with sadness and that there's anything bad going on. Um, and what better example of that is that is there than our dogs than our little beings that are always in the vortex they are always i mean and and is this why we ask them to suffer through old age ailments such as uncomfortable hips and things like that so um recently my girl is uh she's not the skipping happy joyful easy movement that she used to be she's still happy if you could call this happy it's not the happy that she's been in before but she's she's looking at me right now she just sat right up and just said excuse me are we talking about me um, her back end doesn't work the way it used to. She, when we're on our walks, sometimes she's pooping and then we don't even, neither her nor I even know it's happening. Um, you know, she will still chase the bunnies and things like that, but it's, it's a very slow movement. She can't go up and down the stairs easily anymore. In fact, it's a scary going on the stairs is scary for both. Well, I don't know about her. Obviously it's not scary for her. It's just like, Oh, here we go. But for me, it's scary. Um, sometimes she doesn't make it well, her legs give out and she slides down the stairs and I have to go down and get her and help her get back up. But in this moment, right now, I look at her and she's sleeping. She's in her comfy bed. She heard me talking, so she she looked up with the thoughts of, is it time for W-A-L-K? Yes, I still have to spell it. Um, and so I have to see, this is what I'm talking about. I was in the park the other day, and I see this couple with two Labradors. One is young and spry and chasing the ball, and the other one is the exact opposite. It, you know, it's still in the vortex, even though it's not that happy, joyful, easy movements in anymore. And I think this is what makes it difficult for us to let them go, is because, number one, none of us want to feel being out of the vortex and if we view death as something sad and something unwanted 
and as something that's going to take us out of our vortexes, then of course we're going to avoid it. Of course we're going to continue to ask our animals to suffer on, to ask our animals to actually deal with old age. Um, of course we're going to do that because we have a fear of being sad. We have a fear of being out of our vortexes. So even though, you know, these animals are not the happy wagging tail, easy movements or anything like that, they're still in their vortexes. And so it's hard for us to say, okay, well, is it time for them to go? I don't know. Nobody wants to be, to put their animals down. Nobody wants to say, okay, let's give them that injection. And, and we have to stop and, and look at what is that injection? It is the purposeful removing of this source of pure joy from us. But is it really? It, it doesn't have to be. It can be, see, and this is where, oh my gosh, guys, I've been spending this whole <laughs> morning with, you know, there's that part of us as people who say, oh, well, being sad is natural. This is natural. And my beautiful friend, Sanjala Mansing, would probably say, no, it's not. What is natural and normal for us is to be spry and happy and ease. Bottom line, ease. And so I have to ask myself, why do, why right now am I considering letting my girl go? Because I want her to be in ease. I want her to be skipping and chasing lizards and high happy tail. And I want her to be able to go up and down stairs easily and safely. And I don't want to have to worry about her. I don't want to have to worry that I'm in the bathroom and she has fallen yet again on the stairs and is stuck. I don't want that. And this is where her and I are at. So, what you know, when you... When you think of, okay, is it time? Is it time? Well, why? You know, and the other thing is this. It's always perfect timing. Always perfect timing. Just relax and trust that it, it can be no other way. Of course it happened at the perfect time for her. Our inspirations to get up and go do this and go do that and go to the store and and tie my shoes or eat some breakfast or whatever is always, always perfect. And recently I have reached out to my inner beings and said, I want more peace with every inspiration I have, whether it's the inspiration to go get a bag of cookies and wolf it down by myself, despite me being a nutritionist and, and needing to lose weight and all of that. Why, when I'm trying to lose weight, do I get the inspiration to eat more crap? It, it, can I let go of the why and just trust that it's all divine orchestration between my inner being and my dog's inner being. That both of our inner beings are going, Kristen needs to, Kristen wants this and let's give it to her. Kristen wants the peace of inspirations 
Um, Kristen wants to trust her inspirations more. Kristen wants to understand her inspirations more. Kristen wants to love death as much as she loves life. Oh, there's the big one. And perhaps her inner being and my inner being are like, okay, cool. Let's do this together. Let's have 17 years of fun and joy and being in the vortex every time I look at her and every time I watch her take off for a lizard with her tail held high and pouncing, literally pouncing into the middle of a bush, whether that bush is full of thorns or whatever, with pure joy. And, you know, she was always the epitome of being in the vortex, no matter what, whether she's <laughs> sliding down the stairs. I mean, think of Bambi on the ice where the four limbs go out in all directions. Yeah, that's my dog on the stairs. <laughs> Every once in a while, her, her legs, her back legs just don't go at the same time as her front legs. And there she is splayed out going boop a doop a doop a doop just sliding back down the stairs, tail first, real slowly, not nothing bad, no ass over tea kettle or anything like that, just boop-a-doop-a-doop down the, the, the carpeted stairs. And she's not sad or worried or yelping or anything like that. She's just looking like, oh, how much longer are you going to make me keep doing this? <laughs> and, 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 and I want to so much look at death as fun and joyful and exciting. I want to look at death the same way a caterpillar looks at death. A caterpillar looks, you know, a caterpillar isn't afraid. Well, I don't know. I'm not in the brain of a caterpillar, but you know, a caterpillar knows instinctively when it's time to make that cocoon and become a butterfly. But if you were able to be inside that cocoon and see literally what happens, that caterpillar literally dies. It turns to jelly. It literally, if you ever had that fourth grade teacher or whatever that did the whole cocoon thing with you and literally took one of the cocoons and split it open and the only thing that came out was juice. It was just jellied. And it's like, oh my gosh, this caterpillar literally turns to jelly and then transforms into a completely different, you could say, species. Literally a completely different species of being. It is not a caterpillar. It is not this fat little juicy thing anymore with multiple legs and, and, and a little chewy mouth. It has not literally gotten skinny and has skinny long legs and great big beautiful wings and instead of having that little chewy mouth that caterpillars have it now has this what's called a proboscis which is this long string thing that curls up i mean it there's nothing no semblance of the caterpillar left nothing and it has no problem. And when we get to watch that happen, when we get to watch this fat little caterpillar go into the cocoon, and when it finally breaks out of its cocoon, do we feel sadness? Do we feel, you know, oh, poor caterpillar? No, we're excited. We're clapping our hands. And we're so, so celebratory, right? 
And what if death could be that for us at all times, whether it's the death of our pets or the death of our mother or our father or our child? Oh, there's a big one. Don't want to go there yet. And, and, and if, you know, the death, and, and what if death would stop being horrible things for us? Maybe the only reason we see horrible acts of death, such as, you know, I'm not going to go there, but, oh, let's say, uh, you know, hitting a squirrel with your car. Maybe the only reason that occurs in our life is because we're so scared of death. Maybe if we were capable of moving into death, with the exact same viewing our inner being has, our source self has, which is, which is nothing more, I can't say the words. When you are in a room, and let's say you're at a seminar, and you're having a great time. And this is what happens at the Abraham seminars for me when I go see Abraham Hicks with Esther Hicks. It is so much fun. I'm in a room full of fantastic, highly aligned, exciting. I mean, you want to talk about celebration energy. I always walk into these seminars with the biggest grin on my face. And my cheeks hurt because I'm grinning so big. And it is always a kick in the pants. And when it's, t when it's over, I never leave the room with this regret. I never leave the room, you know, and they, they said this in one of their things. They're like, when you choose to leave the room, you will not stop at the doorway and look back yearning to never leave the room. You don't ever want, you never want to leave the, the little seminar hotel room where they have the seminars. You're on to the next thing. What's next? What's next? Oh, I mean, if you're with some friends, it's like, okay, let's go out to um, lunch and talk about this seminar. You're eager to leave the room and go on to what's next. And that is death. That is the way, you can hear me clapping. That is the way our inner beings look at death. That is the way the squirrel that runs out in front of your car looks at, oh, speaking of squirrel, I've got one running across the telephone line right outside my window right now as I just said that. Can you, oh my God, you know, you can't get a better confirmation from the universe right now from everything I'm saying than what just happened. I say the squirrel and I gl I just happen to look up and happen to look out and there's a squirrel running across the telephone line right outside my window. <laughs> okay. The universe is always giving us these thumbs up. The universe is always giving this us these, yes, you're right on the right track. The universe is always telling us just relax and trust that everything is working out just right at the absolute right time. Perfect timing, perfect timing, perfect timing. Of course, it happened at the perfect timing. Divine orchestration between you and the inner being of everything around you, whether it's the inner being of that air molecule you just breathed in, or the, the inner being of that squirrel out there on the line, you know, my inner being and that squirrel's inner being said, hey, we, we need to give her a thumbs up. She's on the right track. Come on, walk over here at this time or, or try to balance. It is hilarious to watch these squirrels balance so perfectly on this skinny little line. And they, these squirrels, 
this, you know, I, my deck here overlooks the neighbors' yards and they have huge, you know, avocado trees or orange trees or whatever. And the um, squirrels will be running across the line and then leap through the air and just land in the middle of these trees and I know they can see the branch they're heading for but I can't see it and it just looks like he's just kind of doing a cannonball into the middle of this foliage it is the funniest thing to watch and it it makes me so happy and can I go into death and yes this is my desire can I observe death with that exact same glee can I see death as this leap into the foliage? But trusting that the inner being of whoever's dying, and right now we're talking about my dog, knows exactly what it's doing. It sees the branch it's heading for, and it whoop, goes. <sighs> the other thing I heard is I was listening to Abraham talking with a, um, a guy, and he was saying that, you know, He's having a hard time uh, euthanizing his dog. And they said, follow your pet's lead. Does your pet seem concerned about this? And he's like, no. <laughs> Their inner being is not worried about a thing. There's nothing out of balance. There's nothing out of whack. It's all just lovely and perfect and walking out of this room and onto the next thing and onto the next thing. And in my uh, my YouTube channel of the same name as this, I was doing a video where I was talking about the party and how a friend of mine's, um, f a very close friend of hers, had made his transition, what is death, and she's missing him and she's missing him so much. And I said, that's because you're, oh, here comes that squirrel again. I said, that's because you're missing him from sadness. You're missing him from missing him. And he's like, why are you missing me? I, You're down there in sadness, and that's not where I am. I'm up here in skipping and running and pain-free and easy and lots of energy and lots of flexibility and fun and fun. Oh, and my, by the way, did I mention fun? That's the party. That's where I am. And if you want to see me and you want to still talk with me, sure, keep doing it. But I'm up here. I'm up here in the fun and the party. I'm not down there and, oh, I miss him. He's not here anymore. And the minute I told her that, she, you, I just saw her light up, right? She just lit up and she's like, oh my God, you're so right. She goes, when I'm out on my hikes, because he and her would always go for hikes and they that was their best times ever. She goes, when I'm out on my hikes, I suddenly feel so light and easy and I feel good. And I suddenly think of him and I grasp for him. And then all of a sudden I'm back down and he's not here on my hike with me and I miss him. And she goes, and I just want to feel that, that blip of, oh my gosh, he would be having the best time with me right now. And I said, exactly. The minute you grasped for him, you reached out with that white knuckle grasp of, I need you. They're gone because they're not in need. When you reemerge back into whatever you want to call it, and in fact, I don't even believe we reemerge back into source. I believe we just go on to the next fun thing. 
and it, there's not this reemergence back into source energy. I don't, I don't believe that. I, I just believe we're, we're on to the next thing. We're on to the next fun romp, the next skipping down the trail, the next, we can't, I can't wait to see what's down here. You know, I believe that's where we're at. And unless we can get there, we're, we're going to have a hard time connecting. And, oh, this is good. Isn't this good? I love, I'm loving this. And so I was thinking about the reason that, you know, why are we so afraid of euthanizing our pets? And I was thinking, because we're literally <laughs> removing an, an easy source of getting into our vortex. I mean, if you've ever been, if you're a dog person, you've ever gone to a dog park where these dogs are just running around being crazy and silly and funny and having the best time. And, you know, it, it, I've always said we should remove the owners out of the dog park because if, if we could just get the owners out of there, then these dogs could be free to be happy and sniff each other's butts and, you know, and, and run around and accidentally knock each other over and get up and laugh and move on. And, and we're so afraid of removing that. But that's not that dog's job to get us in the vortex. We can get ourselves into the party, the vortex, whatever you want to call it. We can get ourselves there easily. But if we look at these dogs as the, our source they, of the vortex, they, the reason they are so missed is because they are our source of the vortex. But that's not their job and they don't want to be their job. We get our, it's our job to get ourselves into the vortex. It is our responsibility. Our, our sense of love is our responsibility. Our sense of happiness is our responsibility. Our so, sense of self-esteem is our responsibility. It is not the responsibility of our husbands or our boyfriends or our mothers or our fathers or our, our dogs or our cats. It is not their responsibility. It is our responsibility. And so... Maybe the reason we ask our parent, our, our pets or our parents to suffer through old age or to suffer through relationships they're not happy in is the fear of being out of the vortex, the fear of being sad. And how do we move out of that? We've got to start getting so good at getting in the vortex. And every podcast before this, the one I did with Lindsay Cooper, the one I did with Sanjala Mansing, the one I did with uh, Rhonda Gailey, and the ones I have coming up are 100%. They all are. They're all about getting into the party without needing something outside of you to get you there. Those everybody that knows me knows I love laughing babies. Laughing babies, little kids will zip me into the vortex faster than you can blink an eye. And when I'm babysitting my little two year old grandson, I have the best time in the world. Oh my god, I have the best time in the world with him. He is such an easy way to get into the vortex, he totally is, but that's not his job. And when he has to leave, when I have to throw him into his little, I don't throw him, <laughs> we play that I'm gonna throw him into his car seat and buckle him in and he's leaving there's this part of me that's like oh I'm so sad I miss him 
But again, it's because I am inadvertently giving him the job subconsciously, unconsciously of getting me into my vortex. And if I was better at getting myself into the party, then I wouldn't be afraid of death. You know, I think about, oh my God, what if something happened to my grandson? And I'm going to go here right now with you guys. So if you have little difficult time <laughs> you might if you're feeling like okay I've heard enough you could shut this off now a long time ago a friend of mine lost her baby boy I think he was about four years old in the most horrific way possible um, her husband accidentally backed the car over the child and he yeah anyway I don't need to go into the specifics of that because that's just ickiness all the way around why is it ickiness now, I could be in the hot seat and I could talk about this with Abraham Hicks and they would easily help me to see the beauty and, and the perfect divine orchestration of what I am viewing and anybody listening to me right now is probably viewing as, oh my God, no, horrible, you know, bring death to me anyway, but that way. And it's about being able to view death from all views, the most horrific to the easiest of falling asleep and dying in your sleep in the exact same way as perfect time, perfect orchestration, divine orchestration, and just relax and trust allowing the perfect unfolding however it unfolds that was between the inner beings that were all involved there and those inner beings did not see anything bad did not see the the wrenching heartache or anything like that the inner beings we're simply, and we can't understand, and we don't need to. But a lot of times when I'm in the vortex, my vortex, and I'm, I'm up in that party, the party where it's unconditional love, unconditional allowance, unconditional acceptance. Can you imagine being in that situation and, and being able to just smile and go, oh, okay. But trust me, guys, if you were... If you were a person who was vibrating in from the party 24-7, if you were really able, and if you guys need to hear anybody who's always in their vortex, listen to Lindsay Cooper, the podcast prior to this with Lindsay Cooper. Oh my God. When you're in that state of pure joy and pure happiness, number one, you wouldn't attract to you something so horrendous as that, okay? You wouldn't. You, you, it just wouldn't happen, okay? There, there was something that is beyond anything I need to go further into. What I want to say here is that when we can get ourselves into the vortex ourselves without the help from laughing babies or silly dogs or kittens that are all puffed up going sideways down a hallway, when we are able to not be afraid, not up, I can't talk, not be afraid of death. 
When we can look at death from the same viewpoint as watching a butterfly coming out of its cocoon or watching a, you know, a caterpillar going into its cocoon with a sense of excited anticipation, with a sense of celebration, then death will no longer need to come to us in horrific ways. Woo! Damn, drop the mic on that one. I am in the middle of writing a book called steak the suicide and a steak dinner and in it i talk about all of this i i and it's because of my own interactions with uh suicide and the desire for it and things like that and it's about wanting to look at death from a, a celebratory space to remove the stigma of death is bad. Death is not bad. Death is not any worse than you walking out of a room and just on to the next fun thing you're going to do. Well, are we ready to romp into the, am I ready to let my dog romp into the pureness of pure positive energy? I, you know, obviously doing this uh, recording tells me I'm not yet, but that's okay because I am. And this was my way of doing that. Do I still feel that little bit of a pull of, of, you know, that, that, that pressure in your neck and the, the watering at the back of my eyes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know there's this, there's this ringing in my ear of, oh, just let yourself go there. If you need to go there, let yourself go there. And yet there's another aspect of me going, no, I'm sick and not no in letting my dog go, but no in, in saying that that crying and that grief is normal. I don't want to live in a world where that grief is normal. I want to live in the party. I want to let death interact with me from a space of celebration. I don't want to say, oh, it's okay to cry. Go ahead and let yourself cry. No, fuck no. I don't want to do that anymore because I love me so much that I want to give this gift to me. I want to give myself the gift that death is fun and joyful and exciting. And when I'm taking my dog to the vet and they're getting ready to do the injection, that I'm giving her the gift of knowing that she's not concerned about it. She is so in the party 24-7 that death has never been a scary thing for her. She has never seen death with horrible eyes, death with a space of lack or anything like that. She's not afraid. She's not afraid. And I don't need to be afraid either. And I don't need to give myself permission to be, it's okay to be sad. I don't need that. Animals are, and babies, and of course, and all of that, are our connection to the vortex. And so is chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> and so is Oreo cookies. My dog I had before this, when we put her down, um, my son and I got a huge, the big, big pack of double stuff Oreo cookies. And we went to the movies and we just sat and we ate that whole thing. 
<laughs> and I could see at this moment that that was my way of getting back into the vortex of finding my, of helping myself to feel just a little bit better. As my friend Ramona Gailey says, you just need to feel a little bit better. And so chocolate chip or the Oreo cookies and going to the movies have always been my way to feel a little bit better. They're my way of getting into the party. But can I get into the party without needing those things now? And that is the whole basis of this whole thing. It's about being able to get into the vortex without the crutches, the crutches that get us there. And the minute we get better and better and better at getting into the vortex on our own, without the need of all these little crutches we use to get there, then we're freeing ourselves. We are freeing ourselves of needing others to make us happy, needing others to make us joyful, needing others to make us feel respected and self-esteem and appreciated in all those things. Oh, that is so good. I'm ending on that. I love you guys. Please do not reach out to me with, oh my God, I'm so sad or anything like that. If you got anything from this podcast, you'll know that is unwanted. <laughs> and the more I get solid in my vortex, the more I'll be fine with people doing that. The more I'll be a-okay with people going, oh, I'm so sorry and needing to be who they are. That's that unconditional allowance, right? That's that unconditional acceptance. But right now I'm not there. <laughs> my girl is still here with me. But yeah, I knowing, I know right now deep in my heart that it's time for me to step into this new exciting place, which is her helping me to know that death is no bigger than a steak dinner. Bye.